Hello. How you doing? I'm great. How are you? Oh, I'm doing just excellent. Thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, you know, I'm probably more excellent than anyone that was involved in any of these films. Um, <clears throat> I have a little story. I love a story. To tell you. Um, I had you. sort of a full day planned today. Uh-huh. Uh, I got up in the morning and I remember waking up with this thought of like, fuck, how am I going to fit in watching this movie? And then I remembered that I had watched it the day before. And it just, like, went in. <laughs> it went in and out of your brain. <laughs> just in one eye and out the fucking other. I was going to say ear, too. And like, that, that immediately. I immediately forgot <laughs> that I had watched the movie. My brain was so effectively scarring over the trauma of watching it. <laughs> yeah, I, I received this text message yesterday. Um, <laughs> disaster artist was worse than I remember. I was like, was it a disaster? Just boring. I said, fantastic. And then um, later I get this text because uh, I, I had sent you a message and accidentally included a voice memo of me breathing heavily. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and I was like, my bad. I was like, would it have been great if I was talking shit? And you were like, yeah, I did like my favorite movie, Disaster Artist. <laughs> Which is on brand and that's the kind of shit I would talk at work. <laughs> um... Mostly because the only person in my, in my office, uh, other than my mother, that knows you is Kim, and she sits 10 feet away from me. Oh, no. Um, did you say, oh, no? <laughs> All good. Um, <laughs> okay. Anyways. Uh, so we watched The Disaster Artist, which is on Netflix. We did. Yeah, thankfully it was on Netflix. <laughs> I was going to say, you didn't spend money on If I had given them, like, $3. Although, I, I did see it in the theater, so I gave somebody, like, <laughs> 7 to $10. Already yeah. to see it. In, in some way, shape, or form, uh, James Franco did get a few three dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is a James Franco movie. It is. Directed by James Franco. It is. Adapted by James Franco. It is. And um, what I wanted to discuss. And we are just, supporting James Franco on this podcast. <laughs> we're explicitly not. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I'm going to get there. <laughs> I did want to talk about it because I think this movie is interesting. Um, I did also watch The Room for the first time. Oh, right. Yeah, um, there's some to chew on. Yeah, so we'll also talk about that today. Um, and maybe a better movie. <laughs> arguably. Um, but, so, I wanted to do, because you had texted me, like, Seth Rogen's barely in this fucking movie. <laughs> Why is it in this season? I don't remember swearing at you. <laughs> you didn't. I'm just using it for emphasis. <laughs> I like using extra fucks for emphasis. Um, so, that was, that was one. Um, anyways, so... What I wanted to get at was kind of the rise and fall of James Franco. Oh, um, man. Um, okay. I don't want to, like, spend a ton of time on it, but, like, this was, like, why I wanted to bring it up and how Seth Rogen really had a major impact in his career, uh-huh. especially as of late in the lack of career he has. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, as y'all may or may not be aware, um, around the time this movie was, like, being done, um, and also uh, the movie that came after this uh, in, you know, kind of James Franco and... Uh, Seth Rogen's history. Um, one right after this was, I think, uh, 21 Jump Street? Oh, no, that's Jonah Hill. Um, I literally had... Did they make the interview after this? Right before it. and that's Right before it. Yeah, oh, okay. and that's why I didn't include... The, I, we'll touch on the interview also, because I think that's... The whole thing surrounding that's really interesting. I do not care for that movie, so I don't even want to go there. Okay. Um, <laughs> this movie I at least like. Like, baseline, huh. like, I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's my fucking favorite movie ever. <laughs> no, that's Juno. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that is a hill I will die on. <laughs> I fucking love Juno, and I'm going to make a podcast season around it one of these days. I just don't know in what capacity it's going to be. Or who the co-host will be. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be our breakup. <laughs> but I'm going to make you watch Juno. Absolutely not. Goodbye. Um... <laughs> um it be up. like a Jason Reitman you know, or an Elliot Page. Oh, like uh, like what the season? What, like what would the season be? No, so I was thinking like my like movies I could watch like a hundred times and like not like give two shit. You know, uh, be not like having qualms about um, like a comfort movie season. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was kind of like, did I not low key do that last season with all of my like whiny bitch movies? I haven't decided yet, so we'll, we'll see where that goes. Um, like I said, there's a lot going on in this brain, and not a lot of it's use, useful. So, um, but, uh, where was I going with this? Oh, so movies that came after um, The Disaster Artist, um, 
like Sausage Party and all that, which another thing we're not going to fucking watch. <laughs> forgot about Sausage Party. <laughs> I tried to forget about Sausage Party, um, <laughs> actively. Uh. Um, did I ever tell you a story how I how I watched that movie for the first time? I genuinely thought it was a children's movie. No, you didn't. <laughs> so Zach and Russ are like, "Hey, let's go see Sausage Party," and I was like, "What's that?" And they were like, "Oh, it's an animated movie that takes place in a grocery store." That's all they told me, and I was like. Are we watching a fucking kids movie? Uh-huh. Like, is this some Pixar shit? Like I just haven't heard about it. Some Pixar shit. And then we get to the movie. Like, I didn't, they had bought the tickets online, so like I had no involvement in that. Um, we we sit down, and then it, like uh, you know the opening credits are rolling, and I'm like, how how are Seth Rogen and James Franco in a children's movie? And they're like, this is not a children's movie. Like what the fuck's wrong with you? And I was like, well I didn't do any research on this. <laughs> and then I was very 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 shocked and. Um, odd and, and appalled. <laughs> it was a lot. Anyways, um, we're not going going there because I that movie kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> yeah, I um, I think I saw it. I don't really remember it. Um, it's okay. You don't need to. <laughs> um, anyway, so kind of like I said, like the rise and fall of James Franco. So like he got his like real kind of start with Freaks and Geeks, and then like kind of moved on with the you know. He did a couple things, obviously, like that didn't involve Seth Rogen, like 127 Hours, which he got an Oscar nom for. Well, I would say his like his big like this is a movie guy thing was like the Raimi Spider Man movies. Right, but like yeah. he like really got like kind of big yeah. because of Freaks and Geeks, and then like transitioned to film. Yeah. Um, did nobody watch Freaks and Geeks though? Like we know who. <laughs> right. We I, all we I all see, look back and we're like, oh. Yeah, and like we know everyone that's in it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like it's like. I don't want to say, like, a grown-up version of, like, the Mickey Mouse Club or some shit, but, like, you know, yeah. kind of akin to that. Yeah. Um, where it's, like, all these people that we are so familiar with now came from that, but, like, nobody really remembers watching it. Yeah. No, it was, like, it was one of those things that was canceled after, what, a season? Two seasons? I think two. Um, and then they did, like, Undeclared after that, and that mm-hmm. didn't go anywhere, but that was, like, a pretty good show, too. Um, but, like, people that loved it loved it. So um, Yeah, exactly. It had a big uh, cult following. Yeah, and, like, I've seen a couple episodes here and there and, like, bits of episodes and, like, yeah, it's, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um... You know, I don't think I would sit and maybe watch the whole archive of it. <laughs> um, kind of neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, but um, in 2014 is kind of when all the drama started. So um, James Franco was working on, like, this Broadway thing, I believe, um, or, like, a, a play of some sort, and um, had, you know, uh, taken some 17-year-old girl out um, and then, like, asked her to go back to his hotel room and, like, was, like, a lot of Instagram DMing back and forth. Uh, that was inappropriate. <laughs> but in the state of New York... 17 is the age of consent so it was while it was a bad look it wasn't inherently illegal it's merely creepy 100 percent, especially because he was 35 no crime committed except for being a fucking weirdo <laughs> don't be icky um i just like what do you i don't know where are you gonna go what do you find attractive about somebody that yeah or like whose who's like life experience is that different from yours you know what i, I mean? literally could not like know. what do you talk about no like i don't even want to talk to a 17 year old and, like, they're only 10 years younger than me. <laughs> like, in any capacity. Yeah. Not even... Especially not romantically, but, like... I want to talk to a 26-year-old. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um, but, so, that was, like, the first thing that happened. And that was, again, 2014. This movie was filmed and all that in, like, 2016 and released late 2017. Yeah. Um, and then the actress who's, like, the wardrobe person in this movie, who was, like, in a bunch of their other movies, too, she's the one who really, like made yeah. a noise about it right yeah so when this movie came out um you know it actually got a lot of award attention um, i know i remember that yeah it like was nominated for a bunch of like sags and like it won a golden globe for best screenplay adaptation and um he actually had oscar buzz for best actor um and the uh golden globes were like a week before the oscar nomination thing was like over mm-hmm. um and he had worn a pin uh, it was like akin to like the me too movement yeah to the Golden Globes, like a lapel pin. Uh, and um, when he won, um, yeah, that um, gal, Charlene Yee, she was like, oh, like, that's really cute with your Me Too pin. Um, how about all this nasty fucking shit that you've done on sets and, like, done with women, like, underage women and just people that, like, you work with? Like, fuck off. Um, like, a lot of tweets. Um, yeah. And then other people started coming out and saying, like, oh, yeah, I had a shared experience. Um, and uh, the girl from the play, that was uh, something that had happened in, like, the mid 20 teens um mm. she had come out also publicly that same night at the golden globes and was like absolutely not like you like touched me inappropriately like i didn't ask um da, 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 da. an ex-girlfriend was like oh yeah like you forced a blowjob on me um 
like all this shit just started coming out at once and yeah. so basically the academy was like fuck off we're, you're not getting a nomination now because yeah. um, we were going to give it to you but no <laughs> yeah. um, there's a lesson to be learned here and that's don't wear pins <laughs> yes that, that is the <laughs> if you believe in something believe it quietly <laughs> don't wear a pin about it um, and the only pin that you're allowed to wear is um, I back in high school a safety pin if you want to have like a punk rock vibe that's that's allowed yeah you can do that um, in high school I was a part of um, a nerd herd called the like health occupation students of America okay um, yes and every year there was like a convention we had to wear suits it was a thing and H- I Hosa yeah <laughs> Cal Hosa bitch <laughs> I actually placed at an event once <laughs> for a bunch of nerds that wanted to be doctors one day. <laughs> that panned yeah, out. Look, look how far you've come. <laughs> yeah, I just work for them. You work near doctors. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I had a lapel pin that I had gotten. Uh, me and my family went to Tennessee for um, a vacation one time. And we you know, went to Graceland and did, did that whole thing. And I had this uh, TCB pin <laughs> that I put on my jacket. <laughs> Um, my teacher thought it was great. Um, so that's the only pin that you're allowed to um, represent. TCP. Taking care of business. <laughs> if you're not taking care of business, shut up. Yeah, what are you taking care of? <laughs> Look at your life. Um, anyway, so like all this started coming out basically like early 2018. And then he went more or less radio silent. Mm-hmm. No one had heard from him in years. <laughs> he was that's doing true. Some, he was doing a little bit of directing and voice acting like during this last few years. Voice acting. Yeah, he... Um, was hold on, I had just pulled up his um, thing. Uh, yeah, he did a animated film called Arctic Dogs, where he was a voice in 2019. That is rough. Yeah, that's um, not a dog pun. This time, it was not intended to be a dog pun. <laughs> um, and it's, then that's a bizarre step to imagine hiring James Franco to do a voice in something. Yeah, and um. This, <laughs> This movie, just for like a point of reference, yeah. Arctic Dogs uh, is a 2019 Canadian-American computer animated comedy film co-written and directed by Aaron Woodley and uh, directed by Demos Versilius. Um, Jeremy Renner's in it, Heidi Klum, James Franco, John Cleese. <laughs> it's, a, it's a wild little cast. <laughs> it sounds awful. It sounds like something you would start watching and then it has like a faith-based message and you're like, oh my oh, god. Surely. Um, oh my god, all these dogs are into Jesus. Um... The only bit of the plot I'm going to read out loud, just because I, this is a little bit nuts to me, um, uh, two conspiracy theorist otters are involved in this movie, so it's, it's huh. wild. <laughs> um, I don't really want to super... I don't know much about it, so I'm not going to go there, but I never heard about it until earlier today when I was doing some research, and <laughs> um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's probably not good. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's got yeah. Jeremy Renner in it. <laughs> How bad could it be? And you know I'm a stan, <laughs> Mr. Renner. <laughs> um, so he had a couple other things come out in 2018 that I'm sure were already like already almost done or whatever. Yeah. Um, like that Pretenders movie. I never ended up seeing it, but I, I think I heard it was like half decent. Um, like it's about the band, the Pretenders. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me pull up the quick little. There, there's literally not even a like actual like synopsis on wikipedia oh, so. it's not a real movie you made it up <laughs> yeah it's big, right? <laughs> totally made it up um dennis quaid's in it if that's worth anything nope it's not <laughs> um so again literally has not done anything i think he also maybe directed something in the last like couple of years maybe like late 2019 yeah um but yeah he directed uh zeroville i've never heard of that i don't either. know what that is um and he's currently working on a couple things that are in post-production that he's directed and starred in, but that they're not out yet. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so he was like super silent for a few years. Um, Seth Rogen did come out actively because um, uh, Charlene Neve, so the one who's playing like the wardrobe person in The Disaster Artist. Yeah, and she was like, fuck you too, Seth. Yeah, she was like, you're basically like an, ab- an enabler, which I don't think is entirely wrong. Um, like you, if you're going to continue to cast this person that you know has a problematic past in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. Like I said, like the thing in 2014, like that came out, that was a thing that happened. Like the, with the teenager. Yeah. Like everybody knew. Yeah. There's no and way so, he didn't know. Right. And so clearly saying. if that one came out, there's other things that are also happening behind the scenes that you probably know about. Right. Well, I Maybe don't know. Maybe not, but like. 
that is that's a it's like a tough assumption to make because I definitely like I don't know what my friends are doing when I'm not around them. We don't really talk about like hey, so I abused a woman last night. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that's fair. Um, but, yeah, I don't like, know. If something came out about like one of your friends, you'd probably like kind of like be like like you'd feel about kind of way about it. Especially no, I would conflict. definitely <laughs> have a reaction to that, but I also yeah. wouldn't start digging like what else do you do? I guess that's I'd probably valid. just stop talking to that person. <laughs> right. So that's. Uh, what Seth eventually ended up doing after he got called out, he was like, yeah, I'm going to distance myself from you, not only, you know, on, like, a work level, but, like, yeah. we don't talk anymore. Yeah. Although, for all I know, this is happening on Twitter right now. Like, one of my friends is being called out, and people are like, why is Jackson still talking to you? And I would have no idea. It's just <laughs> ongoing. Uh, well, They're yeah. Like, why isn't he saying anything? He's blissful ignorance of not being on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so he came out basically, like, right after that. I want to say in 2019, it was like, yeah, like, fuck him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so James Franco hasn't done any interviews. He has stayed out of the spotlight since 2018, basically, after yeah. award season. When did he host the Oscars with Anne Hathaway? That was in 2011. Okay. <laughs> also not great. <laughs> but that was, like, kind of, like, in his, like, little height. You know what I mean? Like, he had just done the 127 Hours movie. That was, yeah. like, really good. And and he's the one he, he kind of came out of that, and everybody was like, yeah, he was cool. He doesn't give a fuck. Why is Anne yeah. Hathaway trying so hard, that bitch? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> She's like one of like the nicest people too. Yeah. Uh, which I don't know how you couldn't be if you were the princess of Genovia. But <laughs> she's got real scene kid energy. Yeah. When she was hanging out at the PAC. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but so uh, last December actually, James Franco did his first interview since 2018. Uh-huh. And he basically came out and was like, "Yeah, like Seth gave me the cold shoulder. Like he's still one of my like I, I would consider him to be one of my best friends. Like I still like love that guy, but like." You know, I wish you'd talk to me. Oh, man. <laughs> um, so, but, like, yeah, he hasn't had a career really since. I mean, like, for the most part, that whole 20 teens career of his was due in large to Seth Rogen mm-hmm. in one way, shape, or form. Like, it was, you know, because he, he kind yeah, of... Yeah, sure. He basically was just like, oh, like, hey, buddies, like, let's all get together and do movies. Like, he still does. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's, you know, casting his friends and, you know, I was going to say family, but not quite. Yeah, he's getting into Adam Sandler territory. Right. Um, you know, and it's very much that same kind of judge. And, like, you know, Sony will hand him millions of dollars and say, yeah, do that. <laughs> like with the interview, which we'll get to in a moment. <laughs> um, so that's the only reason I really, like, included this, because I thought that was really interesting, especially with the James Franco interview being so recent. Because mm-hmm. I wasn't going to include it in the season. I wasn't going to, but I thought it was really interesting just to bring up. Sure. Um, and I did want an excuse to watch The Room. <laughs> Um, and I will say the, you know, moments that Seth Rogen is in this movie, he's great. Like, he's actually probably, I would say, one of the highlights of this film for me. Okay. Like, he's consistently funny, like, everything, you know, but, like, everything he says is valid, and it's also, this this movie is also very akin, like, almost shot for shot with the book. With the, uh, like, with the production parts. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and, like, the, bit, the bits about Sandy are very, I would say, accurate. Um, especially like when he like goes to like cash the check at the bank and <laughs> that part's pretty that part's pretty good. But yeah, yeah no, I I read this book and I fucking loved it. Mm-hmm. I really um, enjoyed the book too. Yeah, um, God, was, I read it like ten years ago. I <laughs> I finished it like a week and a half ago. Yeah, um, I like acquired a copy for, for for free and then I was like, oh shit, we're doing this movie. I should read it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it was really fucking interesting. Um, but uh, like I said, like. There's definitely some stuff that's left out, and, like, Sandy's involvement in the movie is definitely, I think, played up a little bit. Yeah, um, probably. Because I, I think he, like, pieced out way the fuck before he actually did. Yeah. <laughs> but that's either neither here nor there, I suppose. Yeah. They also uh, left my favorite part out of the movie from the books. So. Oh, which part? When they go to the James Dean tree, and they're driving <laughs> back, there's this whole thing where they, like, see a deer by the side of the road. And <laughs> they just, uh, Greg Sistero describes Tommy's reaction, and he's like, oh, my God, monster! <laughs> And he's like, he's like, yeah, it's it's a deer. He's like, deer my foot. That thing kill you. You don't know how or why. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm a great man. <laughs> what a fine American. <laughs> a fine American individual. Um, no, honestly, deer are a little scary. Um, I don't know how. Deer will fuck you up. Yeah. Um, one time, me and my mom were driving down a fucking tree boulevard, and uh, it was like eight nine p.m in the summer so it wasn't like super duper dark yet but like you know dusky or like about now getting there yeah and uh all of a sudden we see this deer kind of running alongside the car we're like oh it's kind of weird for like treat um it like fucking hits the side of her car 
and then like bounces off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I was like, "Is your car good? Like, is it made the loudest noise I've ever heard?" <laughs> She's like, "It's fine." <laughs> yeah, she was driving a suburban at the time. That thing was a fucking tank, and it was like an early two thousand suburban too. So like a true tank. <laughs> um. How much context? How old am I? Am I Greg's sister? age? Am I like nineteen? Um, yeah, I want to know nineteen-year-old uh, you's answer. Maybe twenty-five, and then now. It's <laughs> bizarre. Well, I like that Do matters. I know who Tommy Wiseau is in this no, scenario? The am I in an context. acting class with him? Yes. And he's like, "Hey, let's do a scene together. Let's go out to lunch." Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And then he, afterwards, he's like, "Let's be buddies." Yeah, I would talk. I would continue to yeah. have a, oblige him. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. yeah. Be like, oh, if I upset him, he might kill me. But, like, he's fun. Yeah, he's fine. And, like, it is funny to just, like, say things to him and gauge his reactions. Yeah. But, like, well, I don't know why you would say that. But No, because, like, Zach had asked me, he was like, oh, like, would you play along? And I was like, yeah, I think I would. Yeah. Like, I was like, he was Although like, I do. Then or now, I was like, both. 19 and 25, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, at my current um, state of being, I have very little patience for like um I, I don't even know how to say this but uh, if if I am bummed out in it like by somebody mm-hmm. or a situation I have very little patience for just like obliging them yeah like if right. I'm having a conversation with somebody and they're either saying things I violently disagree with or they're like in my space in a way I don't appreciate I have zero problem telling them to fuck off fair <laughs> And I think same. I think I would have initially been like, oh yeah, cool, 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 cool. And in like today's day and age. Um, and then been like, okay, this is like getting very bizarre. <laughs> very 19 year old me would be like, yeah, let's yell in this restaurant together. <laughs> I mean, you I do that fucking maniac. So. <laughs> My mom loves to tell the story of when she worked at Starbucks and I would like go in there because I was like homies with all her coworkers because mm. they were like closer to my age. And uh, I'd walk in and she's like, she would be in the back room and be like, my daughter's here. <laughs> she could hear me <laughs> from the other end of the store. <laughs> Stomping in like Batman. Yeah, <laughs> not much like that. Except I was a little bit more forthcoming with my words. <laughs> um, but okay, I just I needed to know because that was uh, I was curious about that. Um, I also would like to announce um, Allison Brie is a cutie patootie. I really enjoy her. Um, I I know you mentioned that she was in this, and I had completely forgotten. Yeah, she's married to Dave Franco. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Good God. Is this how they met? Uh, maybe. I'm going to look it up. Hold on. Um, but I but really it... enjoy her. Um, I really like that wrestling show. I can't remember the name of this off the top of my head. Glow. Glow, thank you. I thought you said blow for a second, and I said what? <laughs> no, that's a great movie with Jonathan Depp. Also true. And speaking of, that shit's wild. <laughs> the Johnny Depp thing. Oh, yeah. Um... But, yeah, they got married in March of 2017, so I don't know if they met on this film or were already dating, but... I don't know. Um, I don't know either. <coughs> oh! <coughs> Ronnie has things to say about it. It does say yeah. a lot that she would work with him on this movie and still marry him, because I think he is terrible in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Agreed. And I think that whole thing's interesting, too, because, like, he originally, like, wasn't super down, I guess, to be in it, because he didn't want to, like, work with his brother. Be directed by his brother. <laughs> yeah, um, and he actually, like, didn't do a lot of movies with, like, him and Seth in, like, the early year days, because yeah. he didn't want to seem like he was, like, just, like, riding his brother's dick. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, oh, like, my brother's famous, so, like... Yeah. Uh, but this one, he was like, okay, like, I can get down with it. Like, it's a, it's a cool concept, that kind of, kind of deal. Yeah. Um, also, I would like to just, for the record, state that the uh, beard that he grows in this movie is the foulest thing I've ever seen. Do you seen. think he grew it? I don't know. It in, looks fake. In <laughs> any event, it looks like face pubes, and I hate it. He looks like he's like <laughs> doing a uh, Abraham Lincoln Halloween costume when he's got that beard on. Like it looks ridiculous. Yeah. No, I I kind of forgot about the beard, and it like pops on screen. I was like, ah! <laughs> like I made an audible like. Ugh. But you got to do the beard if you're just gonna do the room production because there's the great 
<laughs> him showing up without it, just from one scene to the next. <laughs> no, literally, um, so we can briefly talk about that real quick. So, in the actual room, the, the issues with continuity from scene to scene, and within the same scene, painful. <laughs> Do you want to tell people a little bit about just the movie and then just what the room is. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> yeah, so that we're not bopping around too far. Um, but yeah, the face tubes, not a fan. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> um, I also forgot that Bob Odenkirk was in this movie for five seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, and Judd Apatow. Yeah. Um, he's not even credited in the movie, which yeah. is funny to me. Um, but I guess that's neither here nor there. Because yeah. um, that scene was wild. <laughs> like, I... Like... I kind of forgot about that part of the book because I think that was, like, kind of, like, early on in the actual book. Yeah. Um, but, like, the fucking, like, cojones to go up to, like, a producer, like, while they're at dinner. <laughs> just, like... In, like, a nice-ass place. Just like, a complete lack of self-awareness is amazing. Yeah. That's something I appreciate. <laughs> I don't say appreciate it, um, admire it, or I'm scared of it. <laughs> or E, all of the above. Um... Which is kind of how I feel like everyone just dealt with him. They weren't sure, weren't sure if they were... Yeah, they're just, all, like, kind of a scare, scared of him. Like, yeah. like, what's he gonna do? They're petrified, but also, like, we're not gonna, like, not work. Yeah, they're getting paid, like, way too much, most of them. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah, like, the bank thing, he was like, that check cashed? Yeah, well, that's the stuff that's so interesting in the book that they don't really touch on in the movie at not all, is, like, this, like, crazy backstory of, like, his money and, like, his history and, like, yeah, because, like, Being you know, the Birdman in San Francisco. <laughs> well, yeah, and, like, in the, in the like, credits of the movie, they're like, yeah, no one knows how old he actually is, or, like, whatever. And I'm like, you can Google it. <laughs> like, this is 2017, you can Google it. <laughs> like, I, I Googled it myself. He was born in Poland in 1955. Hello, mm. there you go, there's your answer. <laughs> Changed his name to Wysau when he was, like, a teenager in France. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it means bird. Yeah, because <laughs> he wanted to be a Birdman. <laughs> Love that for him. <laughs> uh, but fine. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, Tommy Wiseau is just a, a weird... An eclectic man. Yeah, very <laughs> just like taste. interesting <laughs> man with an indeterminate accent. <laughs> like, honestly? <laughs> who wanted to be a star <laughs> for anything. Yeah. Wanted to be famous for anything. Didn't Did matter. Um, <laughs> had a lot of money for reasons that are complicated. <laughs> um, a complicated guy with a complicated history and yeah. complicated current. <laughs> uh, complicated hair. <laughs> um, style. <laughs> kind of always look like a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> he looks a little bit like Brad Dourif. In <laughs> Brad Dourif is an actor. He's a uh, an Oscar not or Oscar award winning actor from uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. But then he also he did a bunch of stuff in the eighties, and he's probably most famous for being the voice of Chucky in the Child's I, Play movies. Yep, I just googled it and uh, sure as shit. Okay, excellent. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, but yeah, he dresses like a mad person. The hair is awful. Um. If that, yeah, if that man came up to me, I think the first thing I'd recommend is, like, man bun. If, if he does gonna, that sometimes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if you're going to commit to that hair, yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. You know, he <laughs> sells underwear online now. Oh, yeah. No, so um, I bought a copy of The Room on eBay, mm-hmm. as you know. Um, I bought it factory sealed, mind you. Um, and <laughs> it came to my house within 24 hours of ordering it, which I thought was very impressive. I don't remember where it came from necessarily. I, the, like... Uh, eBay seller is located in Egypt, so I'm like, I don't know how that worked. But, um, so Zach opens it to put the movie in, and there's, like, a headshot of him in the DVD case, and on the back of it, it's, like, how to order his underwear. (laughs) (laughs) And then Zachary looked at me and said, do not buy me any of those. (laughs) Because he saw the twinkle in my eye, I thought about it. (laughs) You're like, oh my god. (laughs) I would just do it to say I did it, honestly, Mm -hmm. for no other real reason. Um, but yeah, that was wild. That was news to me. Um, as of this, this morning, really. Um, wild band. Um, yeah, and he, you know, did have a history in fashion. They don't talk about that at all. You see the, like, emblem for his, like, clothing company yeah. in his, like, apartment? Yeah. Um, the San Francisco apartment, mind you. Yeah, he maintains multiple residences. <laughs> yeah, and I just love how, um, like, Greg's like, I'm sorry, how rich are you that you have two apartments? Don't in talk two- about me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, how do you have apartments in the two most expensive cities in California? Uh-huh. Like, 
make that math. It's got a big apartment too, especially yeah. a San Francisco one. It's like that's that's like eight apartments. No, a hundred percent. Like um, I worked with a nurse at my last job, and you know the, the nurses there made quite a bit of money. I'm not gonna say her that they don't. Mm. Um, and her husband was like an engineer for like Google or some shit, uh-huh. so he made fat racks. Um, they rented a apartment, like a two or three bedroom apartment above a restaurant mm. for a while. That rent was like six thousand dollars a month, and yeah. I was like. I would think I'd rather die than pay $6,000 rent a month in rent. <laughs> like, yeah, just buy a house. Right. <laughs> but you can't do that in San Francisco either. So. <laughs> Unless you have Live outside of San Francisco. <laughs> she liked her commute. <laughs> it was basically non-existent. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, wherever he worked was also in the city, so it just kind of worked yeah. out Man. as far as commuting costs. I mean... Honestly, You'd have to pay me to live in San Francisco. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, it would be obvious. like an Alaska. No, I mean, it would be like an Alaska situation where they're like, here's a government stipend. Please, we need people here. <laughs> I mean, there's a, currently a mass exodus coming from San Francisco because of COVID, but. Um, yeah, I'm, and the, all the tech people are starting to leave. So that's yeah. We just have to stick it out, and I'm just going to go live in like an abandoned Google building. <laughs> like, hire the cooks to like, cook in the kitchen. Yeah, I'm like, like yeah. <laughs> you guys can stay on the lower floors. <laughs> I get the penthouse. <laughs> Um, no, but, uh, no, commuting to San Francisco from not living in San Francisco, be expensive, and be time-consuming, I would also probably pay for the convenience so I could afford it, mm. if I worked out there still. Yeah. Like, then I you was, have to live in San Francisco. That's also fair. I would not want to do that either. Um, yeah, I, when I was commuting, like, on BART and Muni, I was spending, like, almost $700 a month, <sighs> just to get to work. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> and parking at work was more expensive, so that was cheaper. Mm. <laughs> and then I also didn't have to be in my car. Yeah. <laughs> I can do whatever the fuck I want on a BART. <laughs> <laughs> and they do. <laughs> Everyone does. <laughs> yes, including when not limited to getting robbed multiple times. <laughs> whatever the fuck they want. You you were robbed multiple times on BART? Yeah. Oh well, like, not, I pickpocketed, I'll say. Oh. Um, yeah, so, um, I, for a period of time, I, I want to say I bought it in college, like, junior or senior year. I bought this, like, Louis Vuitton, like, key holder that, like, fit cards in the back. So I had, like, my ID usually in there and, like, credit card. Um, and then once I started taking Muni all, and, and Bart all the time, I put one of those little things on the back of your phone, the little pockets, so uh-huh. I could have my clipper card in there. Hmm. Um, so I didn't have to, like, take it all the way out every time. I just I had my phone in my hand usually anyways, so just, boop, move on. So then I transitioned my, my ID and credit card into there. Um, thank God I did, because someone, I'm assuming, saw the Louis Vuitton thing in my fucking purse and, boop, plucked it right out. Mm. And then, um, the real bad part was that I had my car keys attached to it. Oh, no. So then I got to my car after being on BART for an hour and tried to... I couldn't find my fucking wallet or my car keys <laughs> or my house key. That is unfortunate. <laughs> yep. I had to call someone to bust my car open. <laughs> and then I had to get it re-keyed because I only had one key at that time. Oh, man. Yeah, rough time. And also not cheap. Yeah. <laughs> that was a very expensive day for me. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. Yep. Um... And then another time on actually it was Muni, not Bart. Um, so at that point, I switched to a zippered handbag because I was like, I'm not letting that happen to me again. <laughs> um, and then it did. <laughs> I uh, was on Muni, and it was like a super like usually like, the bus wasn't too too bad. Mm. Um, but this particular morning, it was like butts to nuts, like standing room only. Um, I get to my desk because I was uh, going to like buy something or you know whatever. Like I think I was gonna like order breakfast. Mm. Um, so, and I was going to get a DoorDash to, like, my office. Yeah. And I'm looking for my wallet, because my uh, my app was like, oh, confirm your credit card number, or whatever the fuck it was. And I was like, oh, sure. And I was like, my wallet's not in here, but I know, I know it was in here. I couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden, I get, like, five emails from Discover saying, like, oh, someone just tried to use your card for $500 on Clipper and this and that. And I was like, motherfucker. Like, <laughs> again? <laughs> so that was also a very expensive day for me. Because mm. um, I also had a lot of cash in there. Because uh, I had just had my bridal shower the day before, and I was going to take it to the bank on my lunch oh. and, like, deposit it all. Mm. So uh, that was uh, a sad day for oh, me. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I <laughs> apparently just can't learn a lesson and repeatedly get fucked. <laughs> um, yeah, so mazel, but I don't have to ride the public transportation anymore. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, like I said, I don't think I can do that anymore just for the costs alone. Yeah. Absolutely not. Like, I'm working on the side of the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyways, um, the disaster artist, like, I think it's fine. <laughs> like, I'm not going to say your movie, it's my favorite movie, Back but I also don't movie. hate it. 
like I would say like on a like a five star scale, it's like a three and a half for me. Okay. Um, I'm sure your rating is far lower. I just think it's so like if you if you take the book that it's coming from and then you look at the room. Yeah. And then you come to this movie, and it feels so subdued. It does. Um, I I think like Dave Franco's performance is bad. Mm-hmm. I think um, <clears throat> what's his name? The other one, the worst one, James Franco's performance <laughs> is Franco. like not good either. Like as far as like playing Tommy Wiseau, I was like, I feel like I could like find somebody on the street who would do a better Tommy Wiseau. Um, Zach, was it you that said Zach Efron should have played Tommy Wiseau? No, no, I oh, he should play Greg. Yeah. yeah, he should have. Yeah, because I, I, I couldn't remember who he thought, who um, thought he should have played. Efron's great in the movie, though, as Chris R. He <laughs> <laughs> like, dropped the R, there's no other Chris. He's like, no, that's his name. Everything about that, yeah. <laughs> that shit make it, like, it's so funny. He's like, yeah. no, I know how people talk. <laughs> Nobody talks like that. <laughs> no, his name Chris R. <laughs> makes me think of like the bachelor and bachelorette because like they'll like have like some people with like the same name that are contestants yeah like, usually lo- there's a lot of sarah's yeah. well it like, sounds like fucking kindergarten and they're like yeah that's sarah bitch. l <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah because every season there's somebody with the same name so it's like yeah like serena c and serena p yeah. <laughs> i'm like bro like, <laughs> we get it and they're also spelled different ways like we, we got it it's fine we're all adults here uh. um but yeah no <laughs> so that killed me I, I agree. I think uh, Zac Efron should have been Dave Franco instead. That's a great. That's a great call. Yeah, um, and he would have been in this movie for more than three seconds. Yeah. <laughs> um, it makes a meal of his scene though. Yeah, he kind of killed it because <laughs> that one was like very on par with like the real deal. <laughs> oh my god, he's monster. <laughs> um, I will say if I hadn't had the context that I do right now, uh-huh. having digested both the book and the actual room. Yeah. I did have more appreciation for this movie prior to, like, yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> and last week. <laughs> but yeah. Well, the room is just this, like, chaotic monstrosity that, Let's like... Let's talk well, about that. Okay. Because <laughs> you... Okay, for a look of context for anyone that's listening, all five of you, um, Jackson's been telling me to watch the room since I first met him. <laughs> like, literally, like, I think the first month I knew you, you were like, I think you'd like yeah, this movie. fuck off. Watch the room. Hi, I'm Jamie. <laughs> so don't talk to me. Watch the room. <laughs> yeah, don't look at me in the eyes until you see the room. <laughs> um, and because I have like a, run- a running like note on my phone of like shit that like you or other people have recommended that I watch, and that was like one of the first things on the list. Just <laughs> <laughs> before I learn not to recommend things to you. Because <laughs> you know I won't watch them, or, take- <laughs> or it's just like you. It'll take five years. <laughs> Or I'll just not appreciate it. Yeah, it was just like your taste is just different. (laughs) (laughs) Your taste is real bad. (laughs) You like bad things. You are the bad place. That's why I was like, the room will be your favorite movie, but like unironically. You're like, this is great. Like, it's really tragic and romantic. He loves her so much, he does everything for her. I can tell you right now, that's not my first it's just so good and then the idea of just knowing this guy and writing this part for himself where he's like oh I'm just I'm the best guy and I'm just giving to everybody around me and all everybody does is take and betray me no it's funny too because like about two thirds away and Zach looks at me dead in the face and was like what is happening he wrote the part for himself oh man just the first sex scene alone okay that's they gave it hot like that was within the first five minutes (laughs) ten minutes I don't know like, and there's this like bizarre sweetness to it where it's like he's not even being lascivious with her. No. The shot is lovingly on his own bare ass <laughs> like, as he just humps her belly button. Okay, that was fucking funny in the disaster. He's like, does he even know where her vagina is? <laughs> and I think like jokes like that in, in the disaster artist are only funny if you've seen the room because right. you don't really see what's going on. Absolutely not, because I was like, there's no way that like that's actually no, and that's exactly what happened. Like he was humping her belly button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what? And the, the thing with the rose, like it was a lot. I was like, oh yeah, we're having a lovemaking montage to kick this bitch off. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> About 20, 30 minutes in, I made a connection that I could not unsee hmm. or unhear. Um, the acting in it is so piss poor that it gave me like nom flashbacks to when I was a small child and my mom watched a exorbitant stupid amount of soap operas including but not limited to um like days of our lives 
And this was, like, giving me flashbacks of days of our lives. Like, the way that people talk, like, they're just kind of, all kind of, like, scream at each other. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of just loud talking because yeah. they, they think that's acting, I guess. I don't yeah. really know. Like, they're just waiting for their turn to talk. <laughs> they all look kind of disinterested. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, well, honestly, they're just confused. They're trying to remember when their cue is so they can talk when they're supposed to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Wait for Tommy to do his thing. <laughs> Johnny. <laughs> Which is also very funny to me. That <laughs> oh, hi, Johnny. I didn't know it was you. <laughs> um, hi, Doggy. Yeah, so the premise is, yeah, uh, Tommy, Johnny, thinks that he's, like, the fucking best thing since sliced bread. Um, he dotes on his woman. He's just such a good guy, and nobody appreciates him. <laughs> Absolutely not. And um, his fiance of many moons is fucking his best friend. And they all betray him, and he doesn't care anymore. Nope. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, speaking of the relationship with uh, fucking Mark, uh, <laughs> that blowjob scene sent me. <laughs> the, the faces that man is making, I'm like, has he? That's ever- not Mark though. That's the other guy. So- I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> the name Mark is so ingrained in my brain right now. That's <laughs> oh hi. Me underwears. That guy. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember his name. <laughs> But yeah, the fucking faces. I'm like, have you ever had anyone touch your pee pee before? Like, do you know, whatever. And if that's the face you're making, you need to. Maybe that was the first time, and that's like method acting. That's like his actual reaction. I would like to formally apologize to anyone he's been with since <laughs> or before. I mean, she's she's not seeing his face. I suppose. So but... she doesn't know. She doesn't care. <laughs> she already got a dick in her mouth. What could be worse? <laughs> not much. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I, I know there's no real answer to my question, but, like, why are there so many sports balls in so inappropriate places? He thinks it makes him, like, yeah, he's, like, desperate to be seen as, as, as to, like, belong. I think it's really interesting, actually. No, I I thought it was a bold choice. Like, I was just, like, there's a lot of balls. Like, he's just so, yeah, he's, like, this is, like, a regular American thing that regular Americans do, and I'm a regular American. I also play basketball on the roof of my apartment building. <laughs> All the shots on the roof. Every shot on the roof. Like, okay, so I know um, last week or two weeks ago, whenever we convened last, uh, we watched, like, the best moments of the room on YouTube. Yeah, but um, I would argue not the actual best moments. Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> but one of them that was, and only just for the, like, amount of, like, roar laughing I was doing, <laughs> was the rooftop scene where um, Zac Ef- the not Zac Efron is in it with the beanie. Um, and like trying to get the money out of Denny and like the whole family fucking shows up and they're like all beside themselves screaming at each other like, <laughs> trying to figure out what the fuck's going on and I'm like he's saying what's going on like how are you not listening to him like, <laughs> that whole scene was madness I did I ate it up though that was great um, and um, the engagement party that scene also sent me oh man I don't think I stopped laughing the whole time <laughs> Um, well, it's insane. And the way his character just completely switches over to <laughs> feeling zero guilt about the situation and just being, like, anti-Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like, no, like, we can't do this anymore. Like, and then she's, like, trying to, like, fuck him on the couch or whatever. And he's like, absolutely not. Like, everyone's here. And she's like, no, they're not. They're outside. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what? They should literally come in at any second. <laughs> I just, also, like, Tommy's view of women. I want to know what happened. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. <laughs> I'd love to be a fly on the wall in that therapist room. <laughs> I'm sure, actually, there's exactly zero therapy involved. Oh, absolutely not. No, too, too self-ingrained to even go there. He's like, no, I'm perfect. Too <laughs> Eastern European. <laughs> yeah, that part. <laughs> um, <laughs> so many titties, a lot of fucking, a lot of sucking. Mm-hmm. Um, but really went nowhere, and all the scenes were basically the same. Yeah, the fact that there's so many of those sex scenes is so funny. There's, like, three to five. I lost I think there's count. three. Yeah, and they were all carbon copies of the last, but yeah. none of them included a rose after the first one. That was the only difference. Yeah, that was because it was romantic. <laughs> God. And so my question is, is the room the bedroom? <laughs> or did they ever establish that and I missed it? <laughs> they never do. <laughs> There's some interview I remember with Tommy Wiseau where he talks about the the name, the name, the title, and the insignificance, and I just remember it being insane, but I can't remember what he says. <laughs> Love that for him. It's like a metaphorical room. There's a lot of metaphors, I'm sure, involved in this. <laughs> it's fine. Um, but, 
it's unhinged in the best kind of way um <laughs> and just the production stuff like they touch on it in the movie but mm-hmm. that he buys cameras instead of renting cameras yeah. and he doesn't know if he wants to shoot in film or hd so he buys both and puts them next to each other and shoots yeah. the whole movie that way yeah basically like just like duct tape so, so if you watch the movie nothing is framed correctly because no. <laughs> it's two cameras side by side <laughs> Yeah, they definitely go into more detail in the book because they're like, yeah, he spent like half a million dollars on cameras, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and they're like, nobody buys cameras, you rent the cameras. Yeah, and then he didn't even know how to use the it's fucking like, thing. This real Hollywood movie. The <laughs> <I need> cameras. <laughs> no Mickey Mouse stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this movie cost six million dollars. Um, it <laughs> um made like a thousand or like fifteen hundred as opening weekend. <laughs> I, I guess apparently since it's like you know made its money back and then some, but it took decades. Yeah. <laughs> um, he and, he's laughing in the end. He is. <laughs> Everybody knows who he is. He got what he wanted, just not the Oscar. <laughs> um, you know he he's famous, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, the the writing is something else. Um, I I do appreciate that bit towards the end where <laughs> they're on the phone. It's uh, what's your face? Uh, fucking. Uh, what's the girlfriend's name? Lisa? Yeah. Uh, on the phone, and she's like, I miss you. And he's like, I was, I, I just saw you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what are you talking about? We were, we were just together. <laughs> she's too much in the best kind of way. Uh, <laughs> I like Lisa's mom a lot. Oh my god, she killed me. Like, the delivery at the beginning of, like, her telling them that yeah. she has cancer. And I've got breast cancer. Yeah, like, she's just like, fuck. <laughs> 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 like, I mean, I've never told anyone I had cancer, so I don't know if there's, like, a better way to do it, but, like, I would imagine. You're not going to tell anybody, you're just going to let it happen? Yeah. All right. Yeah, I like to suffer in silence. Mad respect. (laughs) When I I roll up one day with no hair, you'll you'll know. (laughs) I'll just have an assortment of classy wigs. What are you, some kind of punker? (laughs) Yeah. Uh (laughs) I like Britney Spears so much, I wanted to be her in 2007. 2007, the year 207. Uh, <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah, so that would be my TLDR. Yep. High recommendation for the room. Yep. Low recommendation for the disaster artist. Yeah, I will a say, read bad, the book. boring movie. Read the book. Um, like I said, if you had asked me a week ago, two weeks ago, I would have been like, oh yeah, this movie is like, I, I would have given it a solid four. Really? Like, if I had watched it and had never seen or heard of the room, mm-hmm. I would just be like, I, what is this? I don't care about this. I don't know. I, I love um, anything based on a true story, even in any capacity. I find that shit really fucking interesting. Even if you don't know the true story? Yeah. Oh. I'm like, that gave me enough context. Like, I thought. <laughs> and then, you know, now, looking back on it with, oh. like, an actual sense of what happened, I'm like, oh. <laughs> Usually if I see a movie marketed as based on a true story, I'm like, okay, well, to what degree are they lying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch anything that's even loosely based on a real story. I know. That probably says a lot of terrible things about me. <laughs> Not terrible. I just, like, <laughs> like what does it mean? Like, yeah, it sounds... Yeah, oh, I just think that's just interesting, like, because I, I... And then I'll usually read up on the real thing after the fact. Uh-huh. Like, like, with the inventing Anna that, like, I talk so highly about. Yeah. Well, another, Speaking of Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, 100 fucking percent. I was actually going to say, like, that's very, like, on brand. Like, it sounds very... Like, she's, like, a newer version of that no when i heard the beginning of that show because i only made it like the one minute into the first episode (laughs) and she starts speaking i was like why does she sound like tommy wiseau what is she what is she doing did i send you that like clip from um i want to say it was like tonight show or one of those fucking late night you did yeah Yeah. no and with that context it's very interesting and it's the same thing because his accent is like this crazy all over the place oh 100 percent and louisiana (laughs) yeah uh, from New Orleans, and, and she was like, "What?" <laughs> the Big Easy. <laughs> She's like, "Oh, New oh, Orleans." New Orleans. <laughs> We're done here. You gotta go. Uh, fuck. Um, I would lose my job, and if I was a casting agent, I would be putting him in everything. <laughs> be like, "Fuck yes, more of this." If you could, if you could have tossed cast Tommy Wiseau in any movie, what would you put him in? in, in- I put him in The Departed. <laughs> In the Leo DiCaprio role. <laughs> Anything else? I, 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 give me like, a, like a top five. Like, where, where, where do you think? Uh, he, he definitely would... deserves to be in like a Crest commercial. <laughs> is he like one of the dentists that doesn't recommend the Crest face? <laughs> <laughs> this is trash. <laughs> oh, 
Like, uh, probably a period piece. <laughs> what period and in what Maybe continent? that, uh... <laughs> what continent? <laughs> Where would you like to place him? Was that, what's that movie with, uh... Oh, the, the Last Duel. I would put him in that, maybe. <laughs> maybe in the Adam Driver role. Actually, can we put him in any role Adam Driver's been in? <laughs> like, he's got the hair. <laughs> can you imagine him in Star Wars? <laughs> oh, man, he'd be a great Kylo Ren. <laughs> that would kind of fuck. They made those, like, web shorts a few years ago with, like, him as the Joker and Greg Sestero as Batman. Shut your mouth. I hate that. <laughs> I never saw that. Bicycle or no, on a, a motorcycle? motorcycle. Okay. And it's like they're like driving through like a desert or some shit. Like it's dumb <laughs> as fuck. very low budge. Like and um like the day the music video came out, Seth was like, I want to recreate this with an even lower budget. Uh huh. And so him and Franco like the day it came out. <laughs> yeah, no, he talked about it in the book. He was like, yeah, like say that music video dropped at like 10 a.m. By noon, the gears were turning, and like I was like, hey James, like let's fucking get this show on the road, like because this needs to go out like this weekend. Otherwise, like it's not gonna be funny. Someone's gonna beat us to it. Um, and they recreate the music video with them like shirtless on the motorcycle. <laughs> I'll show you after this. It's very funny. Um, but then he gets into talking about the interview. Um, I, I, I said that because of the online tour thing you were talking about. It reminded me of that. Um, so the interview came out in 2014. Um, yeah. a, a political piece. <laughs> yeah. Um, so back. Uh, uh, about 20 minutes ago and I was like oh yeah like basically you know Seth Rogen could ro- roll into Sony and be like I have this idea they'll be like here's 20 million dollars to make it happen like have fun even after Green Hornet huh facts after that they gave him more money it was weird <laughs> um, especially for the interview so he rolled in there and he was like how fucking funny would it be because he was doing some like just like on his own like level research of Kim Jong-un and <laughs> he was like I did my own research yeah and uh, the interview is like not inaccurate because like basically like yeah he like speaks like pretty good English like he is interested in a lot of like American things like yeah so he was like oh yeah like what if we send someone over to interview him and then they become best friends and then, like that kind of like makes world peace happen or like whatever mm. um, like that was kind of the beginning premise of it is there Randall Park in that I never saw it um, does he play Kim yes jo- yeah <laughs> um so, um, he, yeah, he goes to the Sony, and they're like, if you get Franco in, we're down. And he was like, done. So that's kind of, again, like, the whole back end of, like, how Seth Rogen really helped his career. Uh-huh. <laughs> that was a lot of the conversations. They're like, yeah, your chemistry with Franco is great. Like, if he's involved, we're fucking in. Yeah. Um, I mean, that sounds like Franco helped Rogen's career. I don't know. That the studio was like, we'll make this if you put him in it. I guess. That's what I, that relationship sounds like to me. Yeah, I don't know. As far as I'm aware, for most things up until kind of the disaster artist, he wasn't, like, James Franco was not involved in, like, the production writing back end. Right. He's just, yeah, he's just an actor. Where and Seth, his name, they thought, would be, right. like, yeah. So yeah, so that was They're helping each of, other, really. Right. It was very copacetic. Like, um, but, yeah, so they're, like, absolutely. fucking And originally, like, the original pitch was to not name it Kim Jong-un. Like, they were going to call him somebody else. Like, and then... They leaned in and were like, no, you need to, like... Do it. They were like, yeah, like, fucking just take it home. Sell it. So, um, you know, they shot basically everything, like, to the nth degree to, like, knowing that shit was going to be, you know, taken back. And, like, because at the end, like, his head's, like, supposed to explode. And, like, this weekly brain everywhere. So they they shot everything and, like, filmed everything so that when it got dumbed down, it was still packing a punch. But, like, so so the studio had seen, like, the worst version of it. That's a smart way to do it. 100%. I was like, oh, shit. Like, Because he's like, we knew a lot of the shit was going to get cut or asked to be, like, parsed down. We wanted to just film yeah. it every kind of way we could yeah. and give them the worst edition. But, that being said, 2014 is also the year of the Sony hack. I know, that was a year of good reading. <laughs> um, and one of the things that was disclosed was the full 
film of the interview, including the ending of his head being, like, blown up. Yeah. Fucking whatever. Um, and also all of the, like, line items for the budget. All that came out. Like, all of this shit. And then um, Sony was like, we gotta pull the plug. We can't do this. Like, we absolutely cannot put this movie out. Yeah. Like, things with Korea are so fucked up right now. Uh, you know, Korea's the one that fucking hacked us. Yeah. Like, absolutely not. And then they were like, no, fuck you. Like, let's just put it out. Like, it, it screen tested well. People fucking loved it. Yeah. Um, the internet's eating it up right now, and Sony said no. They put it out for free, didn't they? After, yeah. um, a lot of Hollywood stars, including, well, not Hollywood star, but including President Barack Obama, <laughs> came out and said Sony should have absolutely put the film out. Like, uh, in the memoir, he plays the clip of, you know, Barack saying that, like, he's like, yeah, like, Sony made a fucking mistake. Yeah, Barry's no punk bitch. <laughs> Hardbacks. <laughs> um, so, um, then Sony was like, well, we got the green light from the president. I guess we can release it. So then we did. <laughs> um, and I loved reading those Sony emails. I had so much fun. I bet you did. They were so good. There's so, like, Amy Pascal is such a fucking weird person. <laughs> what <else? laughs> She's, like, one of the big producers mm-hmm. over there, or was at the time. I think she was the one that, because that name sounds familiar, and I think she was the one that Seth had pitched us to originally, and she was like, yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, like, but she's also, like, heavily involved in, like, their Spider-Man movies and, like, all that stuff, and she's still working, like, with Kevin Feige on that Marvel, Sony. Oh, like murder thing or yeah, whatever Yeah, the them sharing Spider-Man and Sony going like, we'll make the bad ones. We'll split this up. <laughs> We're going to make these pieces of shit. <laughs> you make movies with Spider-Man. Oh my gosh. Marvel's like, okay. Alright, word. They're like, anyway, here's Morbius. <laughs> Christ. Um, here's a Craven the Hunter movie. That nobody asked for. And I love Craven the Hunter. I know you do. I would have been so excited to have Craven in a Spider-Man movie. And then Sony's like, no, we're going to make a piece of shit instead. You can't use him. And then we're all just John Mulaney going, okay. (laughs) Um, Fuck Sony. (laughs) Well, yeah, well, that was the other thing, too. So they only released it contingent that Sony Pictures was removed from everything on it. Mm -hmm. And they're like, but... Yeah, they're like, what if Kim Jong-un bombs us? Yeah. Um, They were like, yeah, I can still say, like, Warner Brothers or whatever the fuck. And they were like, or Time Warner. And they were like, but everyone knows. And this is like 10 years after Team America. So what do they think is going to happen? Yeah. And they were like, everyone knows that you own them. Like, it's not fucking rocket science. They know that this is a Sony fucking picture. Like, eat shit and die. But anyways, yeah. So they had to scrub Sony off of everything. Corporate America is whack. Facts. Um, Anyways. So that's my my load on the interview. I just thought it was very interesting to like bring up, um, especially considering like the all yeah. the shit behind it. And I thought the, <clears throat> I, I didn't realize that it was a, the Sony stuff was why they like dropped it and then yeah. put it out for free. It was a big uh, yeah. I still never got around to seeing the interview, but maybe one day. Um, I like Randall Park. I'm not gonna say it's like a bad movie. It's it, it's very funny. Um, mm-hmm. I would say um, you know highly inappropriate, but you know I mean, <laughs> what, what you, isn't? What do you mean by that? Though? Um, like I said, like they they kill Kim Jong Un. <laughs> I don't think that's inappropriate. <laughs> I know, but like it doesn't bode well, you know, on paper for like foreign affairs or whatever. Oh my god. Um, and I guess there was like a bunch of stuff because uh, you know, there's a definitely like a black market for films in Korea. Yeah. Um. Well, the, that family is so because him and his dad are like super into movies. Yeah. And Kim Jong Il wrote a book about films yeah. that I've read many excerpts of. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. No, and like Seth Rogen like kind of credits part of that in there. Yeah. Um, but like I think this was like right around the time his dad died too. Yeah, and he so, just like took power. Yeah. So like it was a lot of like moving parts, and but that's why he thought it was like fucking interesting to like do. Yeah. Um, and like it all came together like fairly quickly. Um. So, like I said, I don't think it's a bad movie. Like, it's, it, like I said, it's interesting. Um, yeah. You know, I don't know if it necessarily needs to be as long as it is. <clears throat> it's, like, 112 minutes. Mm. Like, I think they probably could have parsed down some of it. Um, you know, it, it, it's silly. It's lighthearted as much as it can be for someone that they end up killing a, you know, foreign entity. Like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> um, oh, anyway, so what I was thinking about the black market, like, DVD stuff. So, I guess, like, South Korea was, like, planning on buying, like, X amount of copies and then, like, basically shipping them to North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess they had like had like um like uh, yeah, like a hundred thousand dollars worth of copies or a hundred thousand copies I forget oh. like which which one it was off the top of my head um on DVDs and uh, thumb drives <laughs> that they were gonna basically just like embargo up. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I was like that's kind of rad. <laughs> Power move because I guess and the way it was worded on the like thing that I was reading was like 
people have um, private access to DVD players and computers. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> like, I knew it was bad, but like. Oh man, that's it the point is. Where you didn't, weren't able to own a DVD player. <laughs> it's it's something. It's something else. Yeah. So um, again, I don't really want to get into that, and also get super duper political or. I don't think anybody's going to come at you for, like, how dare you say a bad word about North Korea. <laughs> hey. Those journalists are happy. <laughs> hey, look, last time that someone, uh, you know, did it, uh, Sony got hacked, and I don't I don't want to get hacked, so. Yeah. Good <laughs> point. You do, you do have as much reach as Seth Rogen. <laughs> Fucking A. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish, one day. Um... Anyways. Anyway. Um, next week, we are going to be almost at the end of our, at the end of the season, um, with the HBO classic, An American Pickle. All right. Yeah. I'm very excited about this one. I, I really enjoyed it. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. I liked American Pickle. Safe for now. Um, anyways, do you have anything else to say? No. All right. Well, um, in that case, we'll catch you next week to talk about pickles. Goodbye. Bye.